Welcome to the official podcast of the Clean Water Campaign for Michigan. This campaign seeks to place clean water issues front and center in the year building up to the 2018 elections by urging every candidate running for public office to make a strong stand on critical issues affecting Michigan's waters. Using storytelling and music events across the state to amplify the groundswell of public support for clean water issues, this campaign is driven by Michiganders from all walks of life who share a similar priority, the protection of our water, a most vital resource. On this episode, Campaign Communications Director Chris Good interviews Lisa Wozniak from the Michigan League of Conservation Voters. This episode is sponsored by Earthwork music artist Friends with the Weather. Check out the group's self-titled debut album, available now on earthworkmusic.com, and stay tuned after the interview for a beautiful cut from that new album called Light Awakes. Hi everybody, Chris Good. Communications Director for the Clean Water Campaign. So happy for you all to join us. An honor to sit down with Lisa, Lisa Wozniak from the Michigan League of Conservation Voters, who's a key partner for the campaign um, and one of the leading the charge for one of the, the premier environmental organizations around the state. First of all, Lisa, thank you so much on behalf of everyone for the Clean Water Campaign for all of your support and guidance thus far, getting our initiative off the ground. Well, it's only a pleasure. Uh, it's uh, an honor and a pleasure to be part of this with you guys and to support everything that you're doing. I, I've long believed that if we're going to make a difference on this planet and uh, in the Great Lakes region and in this country, we've got to connect arts and culture with the things that people are, are moving to make change on, whether it's, uh, and certainly around Great Lakes, but it's also true of, of civil rights. It's a, you know, a, a number of different issues. and. I mean, this is so awesome that you know you're doing it here, and you're bringing music and art and the environment and protecting our Great Lakes together. Right. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, thought we could just start off by if you'd be willing just to kind of give an overview of what the Michigan League of Conservation Voters does, maybe a brief history even, and how you got involved in this work. Sure, I'm, uh, I could go on, so I'm going to try and keep this really short, but. Um, uh, we are an organization that does nonpartisan work to protect our air, land, and water in our Great Lakes. We were founded in 1999 by a group of people that looked around and said, wow, there are all these awesome organizations doing great work to protect our land. The land conservancies in this state are top-notch, as an example. We've got you know, uh, organizations like Flow. Well, I guess Flow didn't actually exist then, but um, uh, the Michigan Environmental Council, you name it. Uh, but there wasn't an organization that was purposefully designed to not only educate lawmakers and citizens, but actually get in there and hold people accountable for what they said they were going to do when they ran for office. And you know, term limits have then kicked in, and uh, we definitely have our hands full, not only holding people accountable, but then and telling the, the broader public about what they are or are not doing in Lansing on our behalf, but then working to elect good people to office. And, you know, for the most part, you know, people can say that's one party over the other. I'll tell you that we've found some ways to actually collaborate um, in a bipartisan way. Um, we've pre prevented a, a really awful bill that would have that we called it the Pipeline Secrecy Act from going forward. And in order to do that, we had Republican leadership from a guy that had just been elected and believed in government transparency, and he was like, "We want to hide." The citizens, you know, uh, from we want to prevent people from actually knowing where pipelines are going mm -hmm. through their neighborhoods. This is crazy. So we were able to do that, right? So we look for opportunities no matter where they are. And 
especially in this day and age where people, I think, are getting more and more disenchanted with both parties, um, it is really important to have an organization that's based on the issues, that we're there every single day to say, like, our clean water matters, our safe water matters, our affordable water matters. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, there's climate change, right? Yeah. So our issues, I believe, have only gotten more important since the day we were started. So that's a snapshot. I could tell you more, but... Well, what, what do you say to people who are so frustrated with the political process, who just choose not to engage, choose not to vote because they're so disillusioned? What do you say to folks like that? Yeah, you know, I have, I have, two, um, I have two boys. One's a, a voter. He's 20 years old. He's voted in, in the last election, and I got a 17-year-old, and I, I, I know full well their own, even with a mom, right, who's like working hard on these issues every day, there's sort of cynicism around this, or there's, at least there's skepticism. Um, uh, I tell them that our democracy only works if we participate. And I know people feel like it's really broken, but the more we actually distance ourselves from it, the more broken it's going to become. And I really do believe, even with some of the you know scandals with what's happened in this last election in terms of infiltration of our systems and some questions about certainly some of the voting rights issues, one person, one vote. And we fought so hard to get that. Women fought hard to get that. The African American community fought hard to get that. We're still fighting, you know, finding it hard to get that for so many people. And that is what makes our democracy work. And so I really hope that people can see that their voice matters. I had a chance, and I really mean this, I had a chance to take my son to Washington, D.C. with two friends this last weekend. He turned to me a couple weeks ago and said, Mom, will you take me to the March for Our Lives? And I said, absolutely. My son's asking me to take him. Go. And I think that looking around, I took three boys and 16, 17, 18. And it was my honor to do that. Mm. And I learned a ton. And I, and I saw them look around at the sea of people that were their age-ish, younger, older. But 800,000 people that sounded like them, that looked like them. And I think they felt like, OK, my voice does matter. And I got to get in this. I got to get in this game. So that's what I tell people. Yeah, that's what an inspiring, inspiring moment. Yeah. This work is uh, not for the faint of heart, for sure. And I'm sure you've been at it for a while. I'm sure you have moments of feeling discouraged or feeling frustrated. How do you keep that energy flowing in those, in those moments? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think uh, I found myself saying um, the other day, we did a, um, a convening at the Grand Rapids Art Museum, because there's, by the way, there's an amazing exhibit there, an artist who's done um, uh, paintings of the Great Lakes and both the beauty of them and the challenges to them. And if anyone's in the Grand Rapids area, Alexis Rockman's art is fantastic. We did a convening there on Tuesday, about 100 and so people turned out middle of the day, wanted to hear more about Great Lakes stuff. Um, I, um, I look at the challenges that we uh, see in our Great Lakes, and these are some of the most majestic water bodies in the world. I mean, 20% of the Earth's fresh surface water, 80% of our nation's fresh surface water. Um, I can be daunted by that, but I think that as powerful as our lakes are, the power of people's voices also kind of gets me, kind of continues to give me the energy. So kind of this campaign and knowing that more and more people are getting involved, that gives me energy to keep going because I can see 
you know, the young people, I can see the moms, I can see the teachers, I can see the, you know, the, the folks who've been locked behind, you know, the, they're in their science labs for all these years, but are now coming out of those labs to say, like, I can't just stay in my lab, like, I gotta get out there on the streets, the science march, right? Marches around the nation, and that, that keeps me going, because people are getting involved, they're saying enough is enough, and my voice matters, and so, climate change is daunting, some of the threats to our lakes, yeah. We should be worried, we should have our moments, because they're real. Um, but we gotta pick ourselves back up, especially because my generation leaves this for the next generation, shame on us. Mm. So that's why I gotta keep my, doing my work. So so one thing that we're finding out with this Clean Water campaign is we're engaging a lot of folks who are fairly, fairly new to actually digging in to the advocacy and activism work. Mm. Um, any, insight or feedback you might have on, on how to make your voice resonate most effectively with politicians or with or with candidates um, to get these issues out in front of them? Yeah, uh, that's a great question too. Um, I think that, one number one, I think people are often um, somehow uh, intimidated by those that are ele in elected position, mm -hmm. but really they're just like the two of us. They just happen to have a little title behind their name. Mm -hmm. They happen to have put themselves out there into the public eye and run for state representative or, you know, U.S. senator. Mm -hmm. I think there are some stepping stones there for some, but um, they're just like us. And um, they, I think, stories, if, mm -hmm. you shouldn't ever feel afraid to tell your story to someone that's in an elected seat because those stories really matter. I think about, um, you know, my hometown where I went to high school is over just north of Grand Rapids. and. Um, uh, Erin Brockovich was at my old high school a few weeks ago because wow. she was talking about a class action lawsuit um, because the water over there is completely contaminated with PFAS, you know, this legacy chemical that they're finding left behind by a particular company over there. Um, those stories are powerful. I mean, that, that people have been sick, that they're finding elevated levels of this chemical that we know not enough about in little children. So I think just setting up meetings, having honest conversations. People do not have to be experts mm -hmm. to have those conversations. Mm -hmm. You know, you are an expert if you have a story to tell about why you care and why this is connecting to your values and what you want for our state and for the future of our state. Um, I'd also say that um, the more that these elected officials hear from people, the more they're going to actually change their minds. Yeah. And I saw an interesting story, and I think it was the Free Press, press yesterday, that uh, Congressman Mike Bishop, who is, people think that it's, it has been, you know, it's been seen as a fairly safe Republican seat for mm -hmm. some time. It's the middle of the state. It runs from about Lansing all the way over through Rochester. And um, there's a woman named Alyssa Slotkin running against him. And um, she's running a really good campaign and she's running on issues like Great Lakes protections and water protections. She's seen areas in her district where water rates have gone way up because wells have been contaminated and are gonna, the municipalities are having to switch to do new wells, and so the rates for homeowners are going up. So people are starting to talk to her about this. Um, he changed his whole website recently. Wow. He's talking about pipelines. Wow. I know, he's talking about all the stuff related to, you know, um, you know, I know this isn't the issue you're working on or that I'm working on, but just for the sake of, you know, description, he took his reference to the NRA mm -hmm. off his website. 
Mm -hmm. Now, so when people's voices start to be heard, mm -hmm. elected officials respond. And sometimes only just to get reelected, right? Mm -hmm. But oftentimes, I mean, it's, it's exactly the push that they need mm -hmm. to, uh, they need to hear from us. So 2018 yeah. is a big year. Yep. Um, as far as clean water issues in particular, yeah. what do you see um, really at stake in this year? And, and maybe you can talk a little bit about specific bills even that, that you're working on, on lobbying for right now. Yeah, so let me break that down into a couple yeah, different answers. So we got the things we're working on right now. Yep. We got what's at stake. Um, oh, no, that's somewhat a, connected, that's right? Uh, for sure. Yeah. And then, like, what do these elections really bring us the opportunity to do? Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. sort of what's the vision for yeah. change? And this so, is a lot of the work that you're actively engaged with. Yeah, yeah. So, well, right now, actually, we're in the midst of a, a, a little mini campaign for this week um, because we have five of the most horrific bills in front of the legislature right now. And they're on spring break. They're off, like, you know, mm. thinking they're having a break. But we're actually trying to meet with them in all their districts right now mm -hmm. while they're at home trying to have some. R&R. <laughs> they don't need the R&R because they need to stop doing yeah. these terrible things in Lansing. Um, so we've got bills that do things like propose to put um, industry uh, in oversight committees over the top of the Department of Environmental Quality. So industry would basically be in charge of creating their own permits. Mm -hmm. mm, brilliant idea. Yeah. You know? um, we've got you know uh, broad uh, uh, the, the the idea that we should actually you know um, allow Nestle and other corporations to extract. Unlimited amounts of water, even though we have one of the best, uh, you know, tools in place to actually monitor large-scale water withdrawals, um, that, to, to kind of go around that tool yeah. and just take our water, you know, you know, just as much as they want. I mean, the list is, goes on, but we have this whole campaign right now where we're really looking at these five really horrific bills in Lansing. And if people want any information on those, they can go to our website and find them easily, MichiganLCD.org. Um, in terms of the issues in a broader form, especially on water, yeah. certainly got the Line 5 pipeline. Mm -hmm. And uh, I will tell you, having been um, a part of um, recent polling, I've been in some focus groups recently on um, in all, in north, south, uh, east and west, and literally looking at what people's reactions are. Line 5 is something people bring up. It's become mm -hmm. something that people are aware of, not just in the north, yeah. um, which for a period of time, it was mostly northern Michigan that was most aware of this. This is now something that people are bringing up in Grand Rapids and in Southfield and in mm -hmm. Detroit. Um, so I think that will be an issue at play in this election cycle for sure, and for good reason. It's only yeah. almost 65 years old, yeah. and it has big problems, and it could just destroy our Great Lakes. Um, the the um, over 30 different uh, PFAS contaminated areas in the state that have just in the recent many months been found. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of this is due to chemicals that we were, the legacy chemicals in many ways that you know have waterproofed our shoes or waterproofed our sofas or in the case of Oscoda and Grayling, it's uh, the chemicals used for all the um, the uh, Army and Air Force um, kind of. Uh, uh, testing and putting out fires and things, and so it's all gotten into our groundwater. Mm -hmm. And so Flint is still an ongoing crisis. We've got Detroit with a highlight um, in the press the other day that they're, they're looking at almost 17,000, if not more, potential water shutoffs. So you've got people in our largest city who potentially have no water to drink. We've got people in other parts of the state that have contaminated water. You know, we've got Flint with the kids and the family still not able to actually use, we have a water crisis. Mm -hmm. And if that is not a compelling part of what is the dialogue of any candidate that wants to run for office in Michigan this year, shame on them. 
they absolutely need to be not only talking about this, but coming to us with a bold plan about how we're actually going to address these problems. Because it's it's no longer like in one place, right? Yeah. We can't just put it over there and say it's someone else's problem. It is a problem for our state, and it's about it's about health, it's about safety, and it's about affordability. Nestle can take our water for a couple hundred bucks, you know, and then the people in other parts in other parts of our state can't even get access to water that's clean and safe. Unconscionable. So that's what I think is at stake, and when we keep going that's, from it, that's why it's an all yeah. depends on that kind of situation yeah. here. And yeah. I think I think that's a big piece of, yeah. of what we're trying to do is to to leverage and amplify our voices behind the work yeah. of folks like you. Um, so how do people plug in? What are some so, tangible ways? Yeah. So in the near term, I mean. Um, these bills in, in Lansing are awful. And I, I'm just focusing on Lansing, I'm not even talking about DC right oh, now, right? So DC yeah. is a whole nother ball of wax with a lot going on. We got Scott Pruitt in front of, you know, in charge of the EPA. We got a lot of problems there. But in our home state, in the here and now, you can take action on our website. You can call, you can email, you can get involved, uh, you know, in these five bills. You can also start to plug in into a lot of our um, candidate education, the coffee hours that are going to be taking place in, in districts all over the state with lawmakers. You can go with us to a meeting. So, you you know, you don't even have to feel like you have to do anything but tell maybe your own story and someone else can carry the weight of you know, talking about the details of what's going on in, in the state capitol. Yeah. Um, and we'll be gearing up for the elections. And um, so plugging into any and all of our volunteer work around you know, getting good people elected to office around the state is gonna be fun. I'll tell you it's gonna be fun. It's gonna also be critical. We need to um, bring back some kind of semblance of balance of power right. into our state. I mean, this has been, you know, again, I'm a nonpartisan organization, but having a one-party control has done us absolutely no good. And I would argue that we've, uh, we've put our state in a lot of jeopardy because of that. So the governor's race, hugely important. This, this um, the, the candidates that are running, I'll be very clear on this, the candidates that are running on the Republican side of the aisle right now have given me absolutely no reason to think that they have any kind of bold plan to deal with all the issues we just talked about. None. And so, you know, we, we've got to look at the, the, the governor's race, and I think it will be one of the top races, if not the top race in the nation that people are looking at. Our entire state legislature is up for election or re-election. Our House, our, our Senate, we've got all these ballot initiatives, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if people care about voters, not politicians, mm -hmm. the gerrymandering, if they care about voting rights, um, there's a clean energy ballot initiative that's going to be on the ballot. There's a lot that's going to be on there that can get people, you know, excited about the issues, if not the candidates. So, Could you say the website one more time? MichiganLCV.org. www.MichiganLCV.org. And you're really active. Facebook, social media. Totally. Yep. And Great. all those places. Great. Yep. Well, thanks again so much for, for taking a little bit oh, of time out of your busy, busy week. Oh, you guys are doing awesome work. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Look forward to a lot more partnership. Yeah, absolutely. Great. So thanks so much for joining in. MichiganCleanWater.org is the way to stay up to date on the Clean Water Campaign. Um, if you haven't checked out already our second featured interview that dropped uh, late last week, I invite you to do that. Thanks so much for all the shares. And, uh, and all the continuing support for, for this work. It's, uh, we're just getting rolling. So thanks again so much. And now, the song Light Awakes by Friends with the Weather from their debut album, available now on earthworkmusic.com.
lengthen and the light grows dim But the spark remains in the space within All roads ahead leave some behind And memories the cold can hide when I test each weary soul Your love remains my only home You will find 
If you've resonated with what you've heard in this episode, we encourage you to get involved with the Clean Water Campaign for Michigan. Help us change the game from divide-and-conquer top-down politics to a grassroots community effort where people from all walks are united in pressuring anyone running for public office in Michigan to stand strong on clean water issues. Visit michigancleanwater.org to learn more and follow us on Instagram and Facebook to stay connected. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.